Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. Uh, Matthew 16, 18, and uh, then we're going to go to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And um, let's start with Matthew 16, 18 first. It says, now I say to you, you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through 20. Then Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go there, therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Uh, t- verse 20, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you, for remember I am with you always to the end of the age. And uh, let's go and pray. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, we just pray, God, just for a new mindset today. Change mindsets, God, about what we are as the church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and take your seats. And, you know, this morning, it's it's um, my my issue this morning that I'm having. I got so much to say. Uh, you know, there's sometimes you worry about not having enough to say. But I have so much to say. I just... Don't know where to start, but let's just go right into this this morning. We're going to talk about the church, and you know the the, the church. One of the reasons why the church today isn't really making an impact in the culture. I'm not just I'm not talking about this church because I think we're we're doing well, but I'm talking about the church in general. Is that the church doesn't really understand who they really are? And this morning, I, I want to talk to you about. The, the church and what our function is, and if we can just change the way you think about church and change the way you, 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 your mindset about coming here on Sunday mornings and, and, and what your purpose is and what your function is, and we can really start to see transformation in this city. We got churches for everything these days. I, I, I like church. How many of you like church? You like your church. How many of you love this church? We like church. We like, how many of you like your church services, right? You like, you like good preaching. You like when worship is great. And we, we, we judge the church. We, we seem to, to, to gauge the church by, by messages, by worship. You know, back in the day, if church went, you know, more than an hour, two hours, and people thought they were really having church. You know what I mean? They would say church. You know, we had church today. And, and people were excited about that. And, and we, we judge those things by, you know, people falling out under the power of God. Then, then that means you're really having church. Uh, you know, the, the, the word bless you. Then you really had church. And when we think about the word church, we have it all wrong because the the way that Jesus was thinking about church and the way that we think about it is totally different. Jesus says in Matthew 16, 18, this is the first place that we see the word church is in Matthew 16, 18. And Jesus says that he says, now I say to you, you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my what? My church. And when Jesus was, was talking about here, here, when he, when we see the word church, the word church here, the original word is ecclesia. Jesus used the word ecclesia. And when Jesus was talking about the church, he wasn't talking about building buildings, church buildings and places of worship. He wasn't talking about having services. He wasn't having you roll all over the floor and speaking in tongues. He wasn't talking about that. He wasn't talking everything that we think is church. Jesus was not even thinking about. And not to say that we close our doors tomorrow because that's not church. We're not saying that. But I, I want you to to leave here today with a different mindset, different mentality of what we are as the church. The ecclesia, ecclesia in Jesus' time wasn't even a, a spiritual word. 
It has nothing to do with religion. It's a governmental term. And in, in Jesus' day, Rome had an ecclesia, and, and Rome would, would, when they would capture a nation, when they would take over a foreign nation, they would send out the, the called out ones, the ecclesia, and the ecclesia would go into that nation, and they would begin to change the way that nation thought. They would begin to make that, that nation become just like Rome. And they went under the authority of Rome, and it was their responsibility to make that nation, to, to, for them to be a government in that nation, to represent Rome, and to make that culture look like the culture of Rome. Now, when Jesus is talking about us being his, his, his ecclesia, he's talking about us being his government here on the earth. And when the Roman ecclesia would go into a nation, they would have to change everything about that nation. They would impact the arts. They would change the money. They would change the language. They would impact the education. They would change everything about that nation so it looked like Rome. Now, when Jesus is talking about us being an ecclesia, he is not talking about us just having church. King James when King James translated the Bible, just going into little history lessons here, okay? Just bear with me. When, when King James was, was having the, the Bible translated into English, he had his translators change the word. Everywhere they saw the word ecclesia, they changed it to church. Because King James didn't want another governing group in the nation. So he changed that word. That word, and, and we, we look at the word church, we think of house churches or, or places of worship because that's what they wanted to portray. But the real meaning that Jesus was talking about was really a group of reformers because the ecclesia is all about reformation and transformation. And we don't think like this. We come to church and we're looking for, for God to heal our issues, which is not bad because we need God to heal our issues. We need God to restore our lives. But we come to church and we have this mindset of, of the church doing something for us. But the, the church that, that Jesus was talking about was a church that was meant to change cultures. The, the, the church that Jesus had in mind was, was not a, a, a temple and, and, and a big building with a big old cross and, and, and people, you know, running around and acting crazy for God. That's all good. We love all that stuff. I love those, those kind of services. But, but the, the kind of church that Jesus was talking about was, was not just a church of revivalists, but a church full of reformers. This morning, we... we we aren't functioning as the church that Jesus was talking about if we're not impacting culture. We're really not. Because the very definition that Jesus used to describe what he was building is all about transforming the nation. Because to the Roman ecclesia, they had one job and their government was, was all they were supposed to do was disciple a nation. And Jesus uses the very same word to describe you and I as his governing group here on the earth, his governing group here in San Jose to extend his government, the kingdom of God in this city to bring transformation. Now, I, I want I want you to, to think about this for, for a second. You know, uh, I always thought that that church was really just about you know, getting people saved and, and we just, you know, kind of put up with all the, the garbage until the Lord comes back to get us, you know, and, and most people think that way. 
you know, that, that how many of you know we got a major gang problem in this city right now? We've got a major gang problem. We've got some major issues in this city. And, and, and we, we, we just think, well, that, that's just the way it is. Let's just keep getting people saved, and we just kind of let the police handle that problem. But the reality is, is that we, we are not transforming culture. Do you realize that America has one of the most people going to church, but we have the highest divorce rate? America has the most people coming to church, but we have the most high, uh, teenage pregnancies. You know, it, America has the, the most people going to church, but we have the highest prison populations in the world. You know that the biggest prison population is in Texas, is right smack in the middle of the Bible Belt. So you, you can see that people that are saved are not necessarily, the more people going to church isn't exactly changing culture. We're just having services. Just getting people saved and waiting for Jesus to come back. But there's not a transformation that's happening around us. And when Jesus is talking about an ecclesia, he's talking about reformers and, and people that are, that are shaping society, people that are, that, are, that are nation changers, people that are making changes around them. And we've got to get that in our mindset, not saying that we, we start calling this the ecclesia next week and you invite your friends, come to my ecclesia. We're not saying that because church is a good thing. I'm just saying that you start walking around like you have a mission in the world. Start looking. Start looking for ways that you can be a reformer in this generation. You know that, that, that uh, there was a journalist that did a, a documentary. And this documentary was on um, the, the most Christianized city in America and how that city was having an impact on culture. And, and Dallas, Texas was, was the most Christianized city, meaning most people, most Christians going to church. But they found that, that in, in Dallas, Texas, what you found out was that, that this city was more messed up in crime, in, in uh, high school dropouts and drugs, and it ranked so low in every other area other than the church. They ranked so low in things that were happening in the community that she came to the conclusion that there was no positive or very little impact that the church was making in that city. Now, I don't know about you, but that bothers me. Because while we're, we're having church in here and we're, we're doing our thing during the week and, and we're learning more about, about God, we have our communities that are really falling apart. And we sit back and we just think, well, let the cops handle that issue. But the reality is that Jesus said that we are the light of the world. He didn't say that a political party was the light. He didn't say that the government was the light of the world. He didn't say that a program was the light of the world. He said, you are the light of the world. And it's us, up to us to be light in the darkness. You don't need light where there's light you need light in dark places are we changing culture martin luther said a gospel that does not deal with the issues of the day is not a gospel at all let me say that one more time because that is deep my brother (laughs) a gospel that does not deal with the issues of the day is not a gospel at all and our gospel is really just about getting saved and making sure we dodge hell. That's, that's, that's really the, what, what a lot of us believe. And the problem is, is we, we, we've got to grow up. We've, we've got to get beyond getting saved every Sunday, church, dealing with the same things year after year. 
we've we've got to get beyond these. These are like elementary things. We're we're still trying to get you to, to, to buy into what Jesus got you and won you at the cross. We're, those are elementary things. Healing, every all your rights that you have in the kingdom of God because Jesus died for we these are like elementary things that we've been on for years. And we, and we still people still are dealing with the same issues. And and until we deal with these things in our life, we, we cannot be people that are transforming culture. You know, a lot of the issues, the sin problems are not because of their spiritual issues. They're, they have a lot to do with vision because people don't have a vision for bringing transformation in their lives. It's not so much a, a sin problem. It's a vision problem, because if you could see just how great you could be in the kingdom of God and how many people you're supposed to impact. You wouldn't be messing around with some of the stuff that you're messing around with. You wouldn't allow those things to hold you back because you understand that you're supposed to be a nation changer. Matthew 28. Jesus says this. We've turned it into a scripture about evangelism, but it's not that. Matthew 28, 19 um, Then Jesus came near and said to them, all authority, my Bible says all authority, some of your Bibles may say power, but every Bible should say all. I don't see any translation where it says some power. It says all power on where? In heaven, in heaven and on what? And earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So Jesus is saying, I have all power and all authority, not just on earth, but in heaven. And what, what he's doing here is he's delegating his power to the church. And he's talking about nations. But, but let me just back up. He, he's saying all power, not some power, not a little bit of power. I'm giving you a fraction of power. But he's saying all power where? In heaven and on earth. Now, let me ask you something. Why would God give us so much power? Just to do church services. Why would it, it just, God, is a, God is, a, is a steward, right? He, he, is, he is into stewardship. And it, the, the mission, the objective that we have as Christians just doesn't seem proportional to all power in heaven and on earth. So God is saying, I'm giving you all power, and this power is in heaven and on the earth. And he's saying, now go, therefore, and disciple nations. We don't need all power in heaven and on the earth to do church services. We don't need all power in in heaven and earth to just do a club. We don't need all power in heaven and earth just to disciple a few few people. But we do need all power in heaven and earth to to change nations. You know, God is a very ambitious God. We scale this thing back, though. Some Bibles have the wrong translation, and they say make some disciples in some nations. But that's not what the original translation is saying. It's saying to make disciples of all nations. And God is in, in, in his thinking and God is dreaming about nations. And we got church people that are just dreaming about trying to get a house and, and trying to, to, to break free of this thing and that thing. Or trying to start a little ministry and God is dreaming about the nations. You know, when I was a youth pastor here, I used to think that, you know what, man, my, things are going to be really great when I'm doing my own youth conferences. And, and that's when... You 
you know, that, that's like when I know, man, I'm doing a great job. When I'm doing my own conferences and I'm hang, rubbing shoulders with some big names. And I thought that that, that was, man, that's, that's when I know that I've been successful. And God is dreaming nations, and I'm just thinking of doing a little conference. Do you, do you understand the, the magnitude of, of what God is wanting to do? Some of us need to open up our minds because we're just saying, well, let's just get people saved. Let's just get people saved. But people are getting saved in America all the time, but we're still not discipling the nation. In fact, I would say that the nation is discipling the church. That's a lot of power that God is saying and commanding us to use when he says, go, go therefore and to disciple nations. You know, Romans 8, 19 says, For all creation waits with eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. There's two Greek words in, in uh, Romans 8 because it talks about children in the family, the family of God. First word is uh, for, for child is our children. Child is techna. And it means a child in the family. And the, the other word is the word weos. And the word weos is here in this scripture where we talk about children. And this, this word is talking about a, a child or a son coming into authority. Or a child coming into authority as a son. So the scripture here, when, when you look at it, and you, you, the, 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 the idea here is a child that's in authority. It's not just a child. So when you look at it in, in context of the scripture, what, what Romans is saying, that, that for all creation waits with eager expectation, not for, for God's kids to show up, but for his kids to show up with authority. And all of creation, all the world is waiting for, for God's children to step up and to walk in their authority. Why do we feel so powerless at times? Then, I mean, honestly, let, let, let's just be honest. Do, do you ever just look at the things that are happening? You watch the news and like, man, that's wish we could do something about that. But that's just beyond us. You know, where all those murders, homicides were happening last year in, in San Jose or six months ago. You sit back and you look at that like, man, that's it's like a homicide every day. Sit back and think, man, what can we do about that? And we, we, we look at the things that are happening in the, the nation, and, and all we can do is we'll, we just like, we'll pray about it. We just shake our heads because we really don't feel like we have the power really to change anything. Look at our neighborhoods. We see the, 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 the issues in the neighborhoods and, and, and this, the condition of the city, the way the politicians are, are, are running things. And we, all we can do is we just shake our heads. We complain. You know, homosexuals are really invading the schools now where they're trying to bring in that curriculum where they're teaching children. They're discipling our children really to embrace homosexuality so they can build a culture of tolerance. They're not trying to convert your kids. They're trying to to get your kids to accept their lifestyle. That way it's easier for them to bring in more people in that culture later on as they grow up. And all we can do is we, we just shake our heads and we, we, just, we just complain about it. And we, we, we just don't feel empowered really to do much about it. But God is saying that he's given us all power in heaven and all the earth. 
It's time that we start dreaming in proportion to what God has already said in his word. Not dream in proportion to what, what we think that we can do, but dream in proportion to what God has said is possible. And if God says that we can disciple nations, then it must be possible to disciple nations. Some of you are struggling with this because you're like, man, I can't even change my own house. <laughs> How am I supposed to think about, you know, you, you, you just lost the path. You, you going off way too far for me because I can't even, I, I, I have a hard time just getting myself to church. That's the problem. Is that we're, we're so focused and we don't understand the authority that we have on the church. That we, we, we feel powerless to defeat the things in our own life. And we sure don't even want to attempt to try to solve anybody else's issue in this world. But God says, You're, you, I have all power in heaven and on the earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. God's dreaming of nations. It's dreaming of nations. Well, you're thinking about your ministries, and, and that's good. God bless you. We, we appreciate for you for serving here. But let me just say this. I don't want to offend anybody with this. But most of the ministries that we have here on this church, they're housekeeping ministries. We, what we do here on Sunday mornings is we, we are training the ecclesia to go out and make a difference. Some people are just coming to get entertained. Some people are, are coming to get their guilt trip lifted and and you know but very few people are coming to church to change culture so we we have these ministries and and we got all these things that that we have going on and there's empowering ministries here that are teaching you to we're teaching our kids we're teaching you know married couples and and this and that and then we got our other ministries they're they're just they're housekeeping ministries they're 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 helping us keep the the house of god going but they're not necessarily fulfilling the Great Commission. So we, we, we've got to change our mindset. We, we've got to change our, our, our way of thinking. And we've got to look within ourselves. We've got to have a dream and saying, God, I want to be a nation changer. God, I want to make a, 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 a change in this society. I was reading of a, a, a woman, read this book um, recently, and just read about a woman who was a former prostitute and drug addict. God radically changed her life. Never graduated from high school. And she decided that she wanted to write a curriculum, and she, but she wanted to get it into secular places. She didn't just want to invite people to church to hear her story. So she wrote kingdom principles, values of the kingdom. How many of you know that the values of the kingdom are superior to any values in this world? So she, she wrote this curriculum about, about how to, to not fall in, in the trap of addiction. And people heard about what she was doing and she didn't she didn't preach in it, but she did use kingdom values that that were really that that, that this whole thing was spirit filled. She went into to different schools to share her story. She was so uh, impactful with her story and with her curriculum that the school adopted her. The, the uh, Ministry of Education adopted her her uh, curriculum in, in the Ukraine. Not only that, they, they had her write over 30 different curriculums to deal with abstinence and different issues that were going on with high school students. And now she's reaching more people in, a, in every week and every day than the church meets and, and we reach all together. 
read about it, uh, came across a, a church that in, in uh, Fort Worth, Texas that had a nice Christian school. They were doing great things in their church and, and you know, their, their Christian schools prospering. But what they noticed is that there was so many dropouts in their city because people were not finishing school in the public high school system. So what they decided to do was they decided to make that public school a charter school and they, they opened it up to the community. Because if you can fix education, you can fix poverty. That's a kingdom attribute. That's a kingdom value. So what they did is they, 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 they open up this school based on kingdom values. That's, that's the trick. We're not the united way here. We're the kingdom. So you bring kingdom values into secular places and you allow God to bring change. So they, they, they brought, they, they, they opened up this school and they got so many kids that are graduating from this school and going to college that the city took notice and decided to give them money to build more schools. You know what they do at night? They use the schools that the city helped them build to minister to families at night where they do parenting classes and, and classes for, for parents to get jobs and, and classes to, to help families. And then they win them to the Lord. Not only are they winning them to the Lord, they're transforming culture in their city. They, they have made such an impact in that city. They are graduating more people in that high school, in that public charter school system than their whole city put together. We've got to reevaluate And think about what we're doing to impact culture. You know, there's people in this room, you you were bound by drugs. You were were a drug addict before, but God has a a curriculum in you. God has a book in you that can change nations. God God has a story in you that that can change the public high school system. God has people here that that are are really... uh, so you you are so innovative in your mind you have ideas you have things that you can package kingdom values and and to bring you into secular places where where you have the spirit of god on you and people want to know what's on your life because there's so much gifting and talent that you have the kingdom is not for us to say that we're better than anybody else it's there to show people that there's a better way of life it's there so that we can ultimately lift up the name of Jesus. And, and just for a moment, I just, I just want you to, to, to dream. You know, in, in the Bible, God says, you know, ask of me and I will give you nations. What was the Roman Ecclesia all about? Discipling nations. What is, what is Matthew 28 all about? It's about discipling nations. What is God's heart? It's for God to give us the nations of the world so that they know him. God wants the nations to know him. And how do you change a nation? You change cultures. How do you change cultures? You need people that are culture changers. And I want to know in this church, do we have anybody that is burning in their life to want to be a nation changer? I don't know about you. But when I read stories about these things, I look at my own life and I say, God, I've been dreaming too small for so long. I was just dreaming about a ministry. You were dreaming about a community. I was just dreaming about doing something for me, but you were dreaming about a nation. And God is wanting to raise a people in this church. I just want you to stand with me. We're going to pray for people. We're going to pray that God 
I got more, but I'm just going to stop it right there. We're going to pray that God would just release strategies in your life. We, we've got people that are going to be great in business because God has equipped you with that talent. You, some of you, God has equipped you with the ability to make money, and, and you're going to use that money with Kingdom Valleys to bring transformation. Some of you want to be writers. There's people that, that you, there are books in you. you. You have the ability to write. There's, there's people in this room that have the ability to, to, to reach people in the area of education that have the ability to reach people in government there's people that have the ability to reach people that we can never reach as pastors and god has gifted you with those things because you're supposed to be a nation changer some of you are crying out in your heart because you're thinking god there's got to be more than this there's got to be more than this there's there's got to be more than what i'm doing right now there's a frustration in your heart because you you know that you're meant for more you just don't know how to get there you know, John Beltran, what you're doing in that, that home right now, you're a nation changer. John started that home on his own. That was something that he wanted to do. And I believe that there's going to be people graduating from this home that are so successful that they're going to capture the attention of this city. And the city is going to get behind what they're doing. But it takes people in this church to believe that their nation changed. I just want you to bow your heads, close your eyes right now, and I just want you to think about it. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.